Hi everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next free online business assessment, enabling you to pinpoint what your business needs you to fix next. Business tips to help you level up and scale up. I'm Simon of Sterling Coaching and welcome to this podcast episode in which I'm joined by Voltaire, I've got to pronounce his uh, name right, and he's got it here in the bio that he sent me, Paul Bustan? Correct, yep, yeah. you got it right. Great, great. Uh, uh, who is a business consultant, glad to have you with us today, and he is the owner of a full-service digital marketing agency in Southern California, as I've just learned which has been comparing weather forecasts, etc. Uh, <laughs> and he caters to seven to eight figure brands in the e-commerce and info product space. His mission is to help business owners increase their bottom line revenues through automation, scaling, and turning advertising into profit. Uh, he is a, a Sandor certified consultant, a business consulting technique created and used by Frank Kern, and what Voltaire uh, did some time ago was undertake a, uh, I think you said it was about a year-long immersion, a mastermind group, if you like, uh, with Frank Kern, who was your direct mentor, which I'm very jealous about. And uh, obviously, <laughs> uh, one of the most in-demand direct response marketers in the world. So, uh, yeah, well, well known. Uh, Voltaire has the skills needed to increase revenue through leveraging existing assets in a company, as well as expanding profitability by increasing the performance of a business's sales processes. His agency, which I think he said has been going for three to four years, can help the entire business cycle from lead generation to lead conversion. And if you've got any questions or need any help scaling your business, advertising on platforms like Google, Facebook, or optimizing your current sales process, then you can reach out to him and we'll talk about the ways in which you can do that a little bit later. But for the purpose of confirming it now, the website is uh, kazensigmaco.com. So that's K-A-I-Z-E-N-S-I-G-M-A-C-O.com. Well, that was a bit of a mouthful. Get it all in gear. Mine's a lot longer than that, but uh, not so many uh, different letters in yeah, there. Yeah, I know. Not so many uh, consonants in there, I know. <laughs> yeah. So welcome to today's podcast. It's good to have you with us. And for the viewers, you know, I can see his great smile, you know, and I'm sure we're open for a really energetic podcast with you today. So thanks for being with us. Thank you, Simon. No, thank you very much for this opportunity. It's great to be here. It's an honor to be here with you, actually. Ditto. So, and I trust that our listeners are going to take something away from a business point of view. But as always with my podcast, I like to talk about what we drink on a daily basis, particularly coffee, because that's that's my favorite <laughs> drink. You know, uh, I made sure you got your coffee before we started the podcast. I've got mine here in in my flask. I'm still finishing off my holiday season Starbucks uh, pod, uh, little pods for my Nespresso machine at the moment. But mm -hmm. what, what coffee are you drinking today and why that particular coffee? Why have you got what you, you're drinking there? So today, well, actually every day, I have the venti cold brew from Starbucks. It is ah. my go-to coffee. Um, ah. it's, it always has been for some reason. I just love the taste of it. You know, it's really smooth and 
I like to put a lot of cream and sugar. That's why I'm probably so energetic, probably on the way to diabetes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it has been my go-to drink since for, I, don't, I can't even remember, ever since they came out with the cold brew. Like that has just always been my thing. I've tried to stray away from it from time to time, but always comes back. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's uh, um, one Thank you for being a Starbucks fan. You know, it's, it's my favorite coffee. I'm, I'm gutted at the moment. Our local Starbucks, we've got two or three Starbucks locally where I drive right. around. And because we're in national lockdown, they're closing because nobody's traveling. Nobody, they can't even do oh. takeaways. So I'm, I'm absolutely oh. gutted. That but, is, uh, that that hurts to hear, actually. I don't, oh, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> no, no, me neither. I mean, I've got an espresso machine and I buy the little pods that go in right. there. So right. is, is this a... a a ground coffee do you grind it yourself do you get the the store to grind it for you you know how, how do get, you how do you do that i simply go straight to starbucks and then get their cold brew i figure I'd leave it to the professionals because i've tried it myself yep. and it just it's not the same it's totally not the same i'm no. envious of you with your nespresso machine i don't even have one of those so if the yeah. starbucks were to close in my area i would <laughs> I, I bad things would happen yeah <laughs> The Nespresso machine is is the closest I've got, but I I've, I agree with with you there completely. That yeah, my favourite coffee is gingerbread latte. Yeah, I love Christmas time nice. because of a gingerbread latte, and I've tried <laughs> yeah. replicating it, and you just can't right. do it like they do it. Yeah, right. uh, a general black coffee straight from the pod. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. But as soon as you're right. starting to put some creamer with it or some syrup with it, then yeah, oh, I, I agree game with over. You. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, so you've explained uh, a little bit about how you how you take your your coffee. Is there anywhere particular that you like to drink your coffee? You know, is there a particular store that you go to? Is there a particular reason why you go to that store? Tell us a little bit more about how you how you drink that coffee and where you drink it. You know, it's it's been my go-to drink for the mornings, and I usually always start my mornings with it. And mornings are when I have my client meetings. So okay. it, it, with the whole Zoom thing, people have always known that I will be on the call with some sort of venti coffee in my hands. Yeah. You know, and, and it's just, uh, it's kind of a force of habit. I, I, I always have it in the morning. I always do my, my client meetings in the morning, so that's where they see me with it. Yeah. Um, and I'm just here in my office, you know, usually just, enjoying the coffee and, and, you know, taking in the site or whatever, or the weather for the day. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it's become definitely a habit for me just to have something in my hand and, and while I'm talking. Yeah, um, yeah. I know I should be drinking more water and I'm trying to for the new year, but <laughs> got to start the day off with coffee. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, uh, water is is good for the for the soul and for the exercise and for the health oh, but totally. yeah 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 if you if you're going to do client meetings getting that focus water's yeah. good too but yeah coffee just gives that little bit of an extra kick doesn't it and a little bit of an extra boost yeah i mean coffee has water in it so there you go we're, yeah. we're covered yeah. yeah well i think the majority of it is water so we probably exactly. both pass on that one don't we yeah so that's good yeah yeah two birds with one stone <laughs> yeah absolutely so thinking about the, the business side of, of things, what's been the, the latest or most significant thing that you've either fixed or worked on in your, in your business? I think, and, and this is, that's a great question too. Um, and I have a list of a lot of dumb stuff that I've done over the years. So okay. 
it was hard for me to choose just one, (laughs) but I would say that one of the bigger things is just this absolute uh, uh, neglecting perfectionism. I think that perfectionism will kill any sort of momentum that you have, especially Mm. in our line of work and and in entrepreneurship in general, you know, there's with the, uh, with the whole advent of video and everything that's been, you know, the, the way that people see you on social media and things like that. There's so many factors that people put into their head. Oh, the lighting has to be right. Oh, I have to comb my hair. Oh, I have to, you know, do all of this stuff. I have to look a certain way before I turn on the camera. And to be honest with you, I've found that the more ragged I look or the more that I look like I just got out of bed and turned on the camera and said something profound, that seems to resonate a lot more with people these days. And I don't know if it's just because people are at home, so they're all used to the the kind of at-home attire, you know, holding the meetings with a sport coat, but you're not wearing yeah. pants type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and just having that realism in the video and it just being comfortable, like, yeah, it's 4.30 in the morning. I just woke up, but I just had this thought that I had to share with my audience. That yeah. type of thing tends to resonate more and really actually does a lot more in terms of engagement for me um, when it comes to my business in particular. And the same thing with our clients as well we've had numerous conversations with our clients of, you know, just turn on the phone and start filming, you know, just turn it on and do something, give us something. And it's always like, Oh, well, I have to, I have to get my hair cut. Oh, my nails don't look right. Or this and that. And, and this is not just females. It's it's everyone across the board, males too, especially males to be honest with you. I don't know. I agree. But they have to, yeah, it's like, I have to have the right haircut. I have to, you know, put on a little bit of powder or whatever. It's like, really, just turn on the camera and say something. People, uh, I think, put too much emphasis on, uh, or at least they think they put too much emphasis on the way that things look rather than the actual content that's being spoken and the the message and the takeaway from it. So that's one of the things that I've learned to let go is just turn it on and just go for it. And I think, you know, looking at, you know, what you're saying there and, and hearing what you're talking about, you know, it resonates with me. I was only talking about a client just earlier today and he's done no marketing with his business for the last four months. He's got a mm. fantastic digital product, which is uh, put into schools, but he's mm-hmm. spent mm-hmm. all his time. He's already sold it. He's already got it, got it in schools, but nice. he wants to get it absolutely perfect for the schools mm. that he's already sold it to. So he stopped selling it to new schools and now he's in a oh. cash flow crisis right. because he's, he's going after that perfection, as you say. But I've, as you were talking there, one of the things that reminded me, I think, um, what's the lady's name? Jenna Kutcher. Uh, mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. talks about it in one of her videos that I watched that it's being authentic, isn't it? And I think some yeah. time ago, people went for the ragged look mm-hmm. in, a, in an attempt to be authentic. Right. But it actually did the right. opposite effect. So I think right. what you're talking about, you know, if you if you look for a perfection in the ragged look, you know, you and I, I can tell the listeners, you know, certainly haven't done that today. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, if you go for that perfection of raggedness, then it's the same yeah. problem, isn't it? You know, it doesn't yeah. appear to be authentic. Yeah, you know, right. and it's it's about being authentic, isn't it? And perfectionism yeah. actually isn't that authentic, is it? It's you know, it's it's not where people connect with mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so for you bef- 
before you worked on this and you know you said you've got a long list there and I'm, I'm happy to hear any others on the list as well but what was it like before you realized that you perhaps needed to neglect that perfectionism what was it like before that yeah i was in i was in the same boat as everyone else of of trying to find the perfect lighting you know, waiting for the perfect time of day to record. But of course, yeah. life happens. So it's like, oh, I missed the perfect, you know, I missed the perfect afternoon sun. So I'll just do it tomorrow. And it yeah. just kept like snowballing into this. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Yeah. And that's kind of where I had to take a step back. And actually, Frank was the one that told me this. was like, dude, just turn on a camera and start recording something. Just yeah get something out there because I was in the same boat as your client of like, no, 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 I have to get this just right. And, you know, I have to record this, this entire uh, uh, webinar without any mistakes and I have to do it in one shot and all. And it's just, it, in a way it was kind of an internal excuse for me to not do the work. And as horrible as that sounds, it, it's true for a lot of people, it is. you know, it, it, it's, and, and there's multiple internal hangups that people have about actually putting themselves out there in quote unquote a raw state or in a yeah. vulnerable state because they want to present themselves as having the perfect you know life lifestyle what have you and yeah. so i think a lot of the times and even myself included have fallen into the trap of like well i don't really like the way that i said that or i don't like the way that that kind of looked let's let's yeah. reshoot that or or let's try that again tomorrow so yeah. Let, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question then, because yeah, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about a coach I work with. In fact, the coach we mentioned just earlier on. Um, mm -hmm. The what I also see with this attempt, particularly on video, to get perfection, is mm -hmm. that people redo it and redo it and redo it and edit it, edit it, edit it, and they put something together that mm -hmm. just looks so dreadful. Because you can see everything changing. You can see it's almost like right. every four seconds there's an edit. Right. And like you say, they say something, they put, um, oh, I've got to edit that out. And then you end up with right. this horrible pause in the video because they've edited it out. Uh, exactly. Any comments, any thoughts for the listeners on, you know, that kind of editing to get perfectionism as well, as well as actually just striving for it? Definitely. I think that it is it would behoove the listener to just leave those in. We're all human beings. We all say, um, or when we're thinking about something, we tend to pause. It's that human element, I think, that creates that connection with the listener, knowing that, oh, they do make mistakes. Oh, they sometimes mess up their words. Oh, they're, they're not reading from a script. This is really off the top of their head. Yeah. So in that sense of just recording it and having those whatever you want to call it, minor flaws, it yeah. adds that human element and that sense of authenticity that comes with just, yeah. you know, word vomiting all of your stuff onto a webinar yeah. or a VSL, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to look at an idiot by saying something completely stupid or completely wrong. Oh, no. I, mem I remember being outside uh, trying to do an outside broadcast and, you know, I, I live quite close to a, a railway line and the trains just kept coming by and by and by. Of so, course. Really? You of know, course. I'm, so, well, I'm going to have to restart this. So moving on from, you know, having worked on that, what kind of difference has that made to you? What kind of benefits have you seen? And, and what kind of benefits have your clients taken from working on this perfectionism and, uh, and working around that? 
Yeah, I think that um, with our clients, they've had an exponential increase in the output of content and value-driven pieces that, that they can put out. Now that the clients that are comfortable with it and have kind of embraced that uh, non-perfectionist viewpoints, they've definitely been more open to just getting something out there, seeing how their audience will resonate with it. Because of course, in our line of work, it's all about service and it's all about what the market tells us. Um, So we won't know what the market wants or we won't know what the market's reaction is going to be if we don't have anything out there, if we don't put ourselves out there. Mm. So in that sense, in my own business and my clients' businesses as well, when they've kind of, uh, when they've let go of all that, when they've let go of having perfect and, and just getting the core message and the core pillar message correct and the content correct, it resonates so much more with their audience. And uh, and now they've been able to, to increase the output of content because as you know, content yeah. is king, distribution yeah. is queen. Um, so just getting all of that stuff out there in the open and, and letting the market tell you what works and what doesn't. Yeah. It's the fastest uh, feedback loop ever. Yeah. And, and as you were saying, um, all of that, you know, what came to my mind, two things that came to mind. Can you imagine what an Apple iPhone would be like if they'd have waited to get the absolute perfect version of their operating system? We still wouldn't have the iPhone, True. would we? You know, we, we get it and update and update and update it. But from a, from a content point of view, I think it's we can all say exactly the same thing. But mm-hmm. what separates us is the way that we say it. Because it's, mm-hmm. that, it's that journey that we've been on. It's the experiences we have that get mm-hmm. us to put our different slant, our different perspective on it, isn't it? And the, the words might be the same. The topic might be the same. But it's, mm-hmm. it's that, uh, that style of doing it in the way that you've, you've, you've said there that really separates it and makes it different, it makes it distinguished, I suppose, amongst the, the rest of the content that our competitors are putting out there as well, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Great. Um, let's, let's pick something else off your list then. Is, is, <laughs> is, is there, is there an, I'm, I'm intrigued now. You, you've given me a, a bit of inspiration to dig a bit deeper into the list. <laughs> Just give us one other quick thing that you would say, uh, and give us an example of something that you've done for a client that was uh, needed, needed working on, you've worked on it and it's, giving a massive benefit. Give, it, give us uh, another example. I think, uh, <laughs> I think that, and this is kind of more of a mindset thing, and I, I don't really digress into that because it's kind of woo-woo, but I, the thing about uh, the concept of short-term thinking, it is something that riddles a lot of our clients and in the sense that short-term thinking will, again, kill your momentum and almost kill your business because we work a lot in the advertising space and with the clients that we do take on that do have that, they come in with that short-term thing of, okay, I'm going to spend a thousand dollars on ads today. I made $900 back up ads don't work. Turn the whole thing off. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Right. And it's, and it's that very same day. And the next day we're going to call, Oh, we didn't make any money. We're not in a world profitable. Turn them all off. We, a lot of, my job is to tell the clients to take a step back and kind of pause and just look at the bigger picture here. I mean, we're acquiring customers where you are, you need to look at the lifetime value of a customer. You need to look at uh, 
customer journey and what it takes to kind of bring them through that whole, uh, you know, uh, uh, process, if you will. And having that short-term thinking of, I put a dollar in, I need to make at least a dollar back out today. Otherwise yeah. the whole thing doesn't work. It's just, it's not viable and it's not feasible. Yeah. So a lot of the times with our clients and, and one client in particular who is notorious for this, we got a call almost like every other day saying, did we make money or did we lose money? And it's like, oh. you gotta, you gotta take a step back, man. You gotta chill out. And we just, we literally launched the ads, uh, you know, 24, 48 hours ago. We didn't have any, you know, this brand new offer. Yeah. We didn't test anything. Nothing was validated yet. And so we need to, in our business, we need to look at the data that comes back and it really is dependent on, uh, uh, as cliche as it is, is how much you spend, you know, basically yeah. you're, you are buying data in that early stage of advertising yeah. when you yeah. don't have any kind of audience or following. So we need to really, we had to set the expectations to that client up front, And we did, we said, look, the first month is, it's going to look pretty crappy. Um, yeah. But at the same time, we are gathering data about who your target market is, what message resonates with them, yeah. Uh, what kind of offer they are willing to buy into all of these different things. And then now you have that customer, you have their contact information. You can further nurture that customer or whatever it is that you want. They're on your list. They are your customer. Yeah. You paid for them to acquire them. So it's up to you with what you will uh, do with them afterwards. But in that very first week of launching, I remember we, yeah, <laughs> it was like nine o'clock every morning. So yeah. how did how did the ads do today? Uh, yeah. You know, I have I don't see any sales on the back end. It's like, guy, you gotta you gotta I, take I, a step back. Us. I always remember dealing with one of my first agencies I worked with was an agency from New York, and uh, the guy very clearly set my expectations by saying, "Today we're going to plant a bean. Do not expect mm. a beanstalk in the morning." Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to plant it. We're going to water it. We're going to fertilize it. You know, we're going to mm -hmm. do some work on it. And I've had exactly the same thing with telesales. I think any kind of thing like that, you know, you've got to look for the longer term. So yeah, short-term thinking, that's a, that's a great, great example. And just, just for the listeners, just to share the importance of, of what Volta has just said there is that I had a, a prospect eight years ago who I met at a networking event. And he's been on my list. He's been receiving my newsletters. He's been receiving my emails. And about three months ago, he reached out and said, mm. I always read all the content that you send me. And mm -hmm. today I woke up knowing I needed you. When can Brilliant. we speak? And that Brilliant. was eight years after I'd first seen him. And I haven't seen him since. It's not as though, oh, I see him right. on a regular basis. He has right, just right. been receiving content. So yeah. Keep, keeping that content up there is so important, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that is a perfect, perfect example of it. Yeah. We've had clients that have reached out to us. We honestly don't know where they came from and they, and they'll tell us, Oh, we heard about your agency like three or four years ago, but we love the videos that you put out. We watch every one. And, yeah. and it's like, wow. <laughs> oh, okay. You yeah. know, it, it, yeah. we don't know what we don't know and we no. don't know what, where our audience comes from, but just again, neglecting perfectionism, putting it out there. You are building that audience. And then also long-term thinking, all of the Perfect. billionaires and, and, and all of the well-known people that you know. I mean, I, I highly doubt that Jeff Bezos was thinking, you know what, I'm gonna open up an online bookstore and that's it. <laughs>
Yes. <laughs> you know, so you have to embrace that long-term thinking. It hurts, you know, it definitely hurts at, at first, but it's like, like you yeah. said, planting a seed, watering, fertilizing, letting it grow. And, and sometimes the conditions work against us. Um, and for many businesses, as we record this podcast, you know, conditions are working against us. As you know, we talk about mm-hmm. you know, in the UK, we're just going to another national lockdown. But also right. those conditions can work for you. You know, I've got people that I network with who are delivery drivers. They're not Amazon, but delivery drivers mm. who normally have one month in the year when they're really busy. Right. And and they've been busy for the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that that long term thinking, you know, is is essential when you look at, you know, how you cope with those. And you, you're right. People don't just get lucky. When people say, oh, they right. would, weren't they lucky? Yeah, wow. They landed yeah, on just no overnight a, success. No, they've been doing the, the long-term thinking for a long, long while, haven't they? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. So and that's actually a great thing too. And, and just to add to that, mm. the, when the pandemic hit um, last year, March, April is when we started to do the lockdowns, we saw advertising costs like bottom out lowest we've ever seen. And we told a lot of our clients, you need to embrace this time because we don't know when we'll see it again and lean into advertising. And of course, it was so hard for a lot. And a lot of them, you know, they did pause their campaigns and they did cancel. But the ones that did lean into it and and lean into advertising and taking advantage of the opportunity, knowing that later on it would pay off. Well, now they're reaping the benefits because they've they advertised. Uh, uh, their business to people that, you know, couldn't come in necessarily. However, yeah. they did acquire that customer over for a very, very cheap cost. And now when things yeah. are starting to open back up and, and things are starting to normalize, that customer comes in, that customer knows them. So yeah, just another example yeah. of that long-term thinking. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a great point. And I think for, for the listeners listening to this, you know, many of them will resonate that with investments, with, you know, who mm-hmm. knew if I if I didn't know what was going off, I'd have bought stocks in Zoom, you know, two years ago, wouldn't I? And I've been using exactly. Zoom for a long while. But yeah, you know, you don't buy stocks and shares when they're the highest, do you? You know, you you invest exactly. in when it's at lowest. So that's a really good point mm-hmm. for our listeners to take take up there. So if you could give the listeners something to uh, take away, a lesson to learn, a tip that they can do something with. You know, the idea of this podcast for you listeners is to take action from what you're hearing us talk about today. If you just think this is a great chat and a great conversation, then to be honest, you're, as I say in every podcast, you're wasting, you know, everyone's time here. You know, you've got to take action with what you've learned today. So if you could share one lesson, one tip for our listeners to take action on and do something with Voltaire, what, what would that be? Well, that's, a, that's already like a great tip in itself. It's just imperfect action is better than nothing. <laughs> but yeah, there you um, go. I will say this. <laughs> I know. And that's the end of the podcast. Yeah. Um, no, but I will, I will say this. Um, if something is working in your business, keep doing it. And double down on it. And I know it's a simple concept and it's a very like, well, duh. But I've come across, I don't know, and and I'm guilty of this myself. As entrepreneurs, we are problem solvers and we are creative. Yeah, That is our blessing. Our curse is that we are entrepreneurs and we are creative and then we yeah. problem solve. So we yeah. always try to solve the next problem when we have something that's working really, really well already. Um, so, you know, an, an example of this is, is uh, 
I was listening to, you know, the Christmas, Christmas season just passed. So I heard Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas song probably 10 million times on the radio. Yep. She is probably sick to death of hearing that song. However, or, or even singing that song. However, I, what I am certain that she's not sick of is cashing in the checks that come from it. Correct. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know, in our business, there's so much noise and there's so many quote unquote new opportunities or the next shiny thing. And we all suffer from that shiny object. I'm totally guilty of that. Yeah, yeah. And me too. I'm, <laughs> so yeah. it's one of those things where focus is key to everything. And, and I know it's totally meta. And it, again, it's going to mindset. I promise you, this is not a mindset thing. But if you yeah. can focus on that one offer that has been proven to work, and chances are you've had an offer in the past that's worked really, really well. But for some odd reason, we disregarded it or we tried something new because we yeah, thought it was yeah. good. And it's like, okay, now that's great. I don't yeah. want to optimize it. I want to try the new thing. So uh, we kind of neglected that. And I know that there are businesses and listeners uh, on this podcast that have that offer that they've tried before and it's worked really well. So why not redeploy that? Why not optimize that entire process? And you know, it, it could be something as simple as an email campaign that did really well. So redeploy the email campaign. You know, there's yeah. an excuse to, to email anyone every single day. So that it would be my tip is focus um, and double down on what's working. Right yeah. Well, you've, you've inspired me as I'm sure you have the listeners to think about. And as you were saying there, yeah, what came to my mind was webinars, you know, some, some mm -hmm. years ago, two, three years ago, I did a whole series of, of sales webinars, which mm -hmm. were really great at filling my group sessions. Mm -hmm. This last 12 months, I've done lots of webinars that have helped people, but none mm -hmm. that have been sales webinars. So yeah, why don't I go back to doing sales webinars again? That's exactly, uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. It works. I'm in the yeah. yeah, I'm in the same boat. I did a, a we, for our very, uh, early stages of client acquisition, we did webinars. And for some reason, we kind of strayed from that. And it took a while for us to be like, you know what? Why don't we just do the thing that worked before and yeah. do it again? Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's a simple concept, but it has profound impact. It's just yeah. really focusing in on, on, on that thing that you did before. Yeah, and I think you, know, you, you mentioned the, the curse of the entrepreneur you know we're so keen as as those individuals aren't we to keep ahead of the wave and keep exactly. ahead of the curve um and we feel sometimes that you know when there's everybody else is doing it we should stop doing it well sometimes yeah. everybody else is doing it because they also have realized that it works <laughs> right. <laughs> right you know yeah people are, people exactly. are still people are still doing webinars you know zoom is right. built on webinars so uh, right yeah. so so right. listeners uh, that's one of the things I'm going to take, and I, I hope you take one action as well. But that's that's going to be my action from today's podcast to go out and relaunch one of the webinars that I've done in the past. So, uh, uh, thanks for inspiring me to do that. I, I like to take something away from these as as well. Definitely. So, is there something that has worked um, well for you or for your clients in this recent sort of twelve months of uh, 
pandemic, crisis, disruption, opportunity, whatever you want to call it. Is there something that you've seen that has worked that people should perhaps look to that, you know, do more of or that you need to do more of uh, that's more recent perhaps in this period? I think that if you don't have a presence online or on social media, you need to get one and you need to establish one. And if you do have even just a minor one, double down on it because there are more people online than ever before. And yeah. there are more people that spend money online and, and buyers that used to be used to the brick and mortars and walking into a store are now online shopping. People that never logged into their email accounts now have an email, a Zoom link, and you know, God knows what else. Yeah. So, and, and with that being said, video is really, really, uh, uh, it's really one of the key factors in everything. YouTube saw an exponential increase in watch time just these past 12 months. And right. I mean, it's, it's obvious why, because people are at home, they're bored, they don't know what yeah, else to yeah. do, they're looking for entertainment. Uh, so I think just having that kind of, of edutainment, if you will, education plus entertainment, make it fun for people yeah. to actually learn a new skill or pick up a, a new hobby or whatever the case is, uh, just uh, um, embracing that video was around to yeah. stay. It, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. And it's just, it is really explosive growth that we're seeing uh, yeah. for our clients that have embraced video. Uh, live videos are, are really, really uh, happening right now. Challenges, as you mentioned yes. before the call. Everybody's Russell doing Brunson's a challenge. challenge. Yeah, yeah. The challenge, yeah. And, the re and there's a reason for it because it works. Um, yeah. You know, going back to the point of doing what works, challenges have worked yeah. forever. So, yeah. and, and yeah. you can condense that into like a five-day period and do a five-day challenge. People get value out of it and they get a, a, a tangible result at the end of the challenge. I mean, they're your customer for life. So yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. I would say is, is embrace a video, embrace social media. It's, it's, it's yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be around for a while. Yeah. And you've mentioned that a few times and I think listeners, that's, you know, I can only echo those words about video. And for me, video conversations, podcasting. I, I, I listened to podcasts years and years ago when I wanted to learn to speak Spanish. And I thought mm -hmm. they'd sort of drifted out into the abyss, but they've made such a, uh, a comeback. But mm -hmm. video certainly um, you know, has a big impact. And uh, yeah, I think there's some, some good things there that we, we can all take away and listen to and yeah, get, get on social. Uh, what would you say, and this is my final business question. I, I'm intrigued to, to know what your view on this. I had somebody the other day who was a, a lead and I mentioned about Facebook. You know, Facebook mm -hmm. for me is great. You know, I do a lot more Facebook when I do LinkedIn. Right. Um, and they said, oh, no, no, no. Facebook's not for business. Mm -hmm. Do you get people say that to you? <laughs> <laughs> I love and, those and if people. they if they do, what would be the response? If there's listeners listening to this right now who say, "Yeah, I don't really do the whole, whole social media thing. It's not really for business, is it?" You know, what what yeah. would you say to them, and uh, how would you answer that? I would say that it's the same answer that I give people who come to me and say, "Well, you know, I I don't know who you are, and I've never heard of you." And I tell them, "Well, I've never heard of you either." So <laughs> the thing about it is is that. Uh, when someone comes to us and they say, oh, I only do business on LinkedIn or I only do business on Facebook. Facebook is, is connected to pretty much everything. And there's a, a very specific reason why um, it, it, 
it's just, we don't know what we don't know. And until we're actually there, again, putting ourselves out there and being vulnerable to whatever is out there, we don't know if our audience lives on Facebook. If you think about it, it's like what, one third of the planet has a Facebook account. And so <laughs> you can't tell me that, no, 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 none of my customers are on Facebook. Uh, you know, none of, none of, there's no business that happens on Facebook. I can show you several eight and nine figure companies that have only been on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so to that end, I would say, try it. You know, yeah. th that's what we're all about, right? Is, is testing and seeing yeah. and just yeah. humor us just for, just for a little bit and, and see what happens. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But yeah. you can't tell me that there's no customers on Facebook. Those are, the same, those are the same clients that we used to have where we would send them leads and they would call one or two leads and either the lead would pick up or the lead would say no. And they'd come back to us and say, oh, all the leads are trash. It's total junk. Yeah. 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 Well, you called two out of maybe 50 that we sent you. Is that, I mean, I don't think that's a very good generalization there. So, yeah. 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 Um, just making that assumption is very, very hindering to any business owner that's looking to grow. Yeah. So, take a look at what other people are doing on the platforms and, and try it. Yeah. That's the, I think that's the advice we can give to the listeners, isn't it? You know, if, if you think social media, if you think a particular platform isn't for you, Look to see if your customers are on there. I think that's a, a good tip that you've shared there. And just go out, listeners, and try it, test it. And, of course, you know you want to find somebody who can help you with it. You want to find somebody who can guide you through it, which then leads us on to the final thing of how do people connect with, with you? How, how, how do the listeners uh, find out more about what you do and how you can help them potentially? Uh, tell us a little bit more yeah. about how they can find you. Yeah, listeners, go ahead and get out a pen and paper. I'm going to tell you my bank account so you can send money directly to me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, best way to get a hold of me is through my agency website, uh, kaizensigmaco.com, K-A-I-Z-E-N-S-I-G-M-A-C-O.com, kaizensigmaco.com. There's a little contact form there. You can schedule a time to talk. Um, and that's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me is, is just booking a time in my calendar. And, you know, it's not a sales call. I just want to know if we can even help you at all. So that first call is literally just going to ask you what you need help with. Um, and then I'll be straightforward with you. If we can't help you, we'll tell you that we can't help you and we'll yeah. refer you to someone that can. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. Great. And I hope listeners, you've um, experienced the, the energy uh, that has been given here in this conversation. Not So it's not just about the the professionalism and the detail as we know the perfectionism we've learned that but it's about having somebody that you can work with who is authentic that is passionate about results and energetic about the the way in which you can achieve those results and i think you've done that very well today and you've given the listeners some good things to take away um and some neglecting perfectionism for exponential results is uh, the headline of this uh, this podcast i, I like can that. tell you i can tell you that now so that's, well, that's going to be that's one. beautiful <laughs> yeah i'll probably steal that at some point <laughs> yeah you're welcome to it that's not a problem at all i'll take the royalties on at any time of the day awesome. so we'll give you everything to the right of the decimal yeah uh, i know we've got a considerable time difference um between us so when is your next coffee going to be and and i can ask you this potentially because you might be able to say but where 
Where's it going to be? When's your next coffee and where? I think, uh, honestly, my next coffee is probably right after I finish this one. Because um, we got several client calls after this. But um, yeah, so it'll be right here in my office, um, probably within the next hour or two. Fantastic. Great. And same coffee. Same coffee. Same, same coffee. coffee. Great. I'll throw some water in there and just to Great. mix it up. Well, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure and a privilege. And listeners, if you could see the video for this, you'd see the smile that has been uh, on Volta's face all the way through this. And you know, there's a, a real energy that you can see and you can hear on this. So thank you for, for bringing that to the podcast. And of course, thank listeners, you. this is part of my mission to help businesses and other coaches around the globe by being more aware of the possibilities. And I think you've seen some great possibilities uh, in front of you here, particularly with the avoiding that short-term thinking and some great education. You know, we've learned some amazing things about neglecting perfectionism, uh, looking at different platforms, looking at the, the way we should uh, attack our content and be consistent with it. Uh, and of course, we've talked some coffee too. We've talked about mm -hmm. Starbucks, which is great, and some cold brew. I'm still finishing off my holiday season Starbucks at the moment, and uh, I'm hanging on to Christmas as long as I can uh, and until the spring <laughs> comes. Uh, and, you know, listeners, I look forward to seeing you on the next uh, podcast. And, Volta, thank you very much for taking part and being with me today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Simon. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.